So the next big song you do, maybe I'm out of school here on this because let's skip over your next album for a second. And you get to the pink, get the party started. You really produce this thing. You start playing with equipment and really take your production talents to another level with this song. And one thing you do in all your songs is you get across emotions amazingly, but typically your emotions are about heartbreak and trauma and pain and struggle and the underdog overcoming. This song is not that. This is the opposite of that, which really shows your versatility as a songwriter, if you ask me. It's just, let's talk about this song. So get the party started. You know, I moved from San Francisco and came to Los Angeles and I'm an analog girl. I mean, you can see, you know, these are all Poltex and Fairchilds and I have my API over here. I'll always have that. I have a bunch of outboard gear underneath me right now. And um, But when I moved here, I was like, I got to get hit, man. I got to figure out what all that shit is on the radio because I couldn't stand the sound of it. So I went to a friend of mine that was all in the now. And I said, what's the shit that people are using right now? And he's like, it's like Triton keyboard, NPCs, you know, samples from Roland, you know, expansion card and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right. So I went and bought all that. And oh, and D88s. And I'm like, okay. So I went and bought all that. I put it all together. It took me like all day to put it together. So I didn't know this stuff. I'm analog. Analog is plug and play, dial in stuff, you know, amped. But this is all like, you can't just use the presets. You got to fuck around with shit, you know, drums. Can't just be a kick and a snare. It's got to be like three kicks. It's got to be three snares and different sounding hi hats to balance each other. You know, congas, whatever. So I get on the MPC now. Everything's all set up, and I'm just like going, you know, I'm just gonna have fun with this. So I get the MPC. I start with the MPC, and mind you, I'm doing this all live. So the MPC, I didn't understand it quite yet. So I just played the beat like for three and a half minutes. You know, so I'm just like, you know. And so I'm doing that. And then I go back and I add boom, 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 right? So then I'm like, okay, I need some percussion. So I get shakers and I'm just like, you know, and congas. I start putting that in there. So here's my beat. Then I'm like, okay, bass. I kept scrolling around to find a bass, but I couldn't. So I just picked up my bass and I just did that line. Boom, 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 boom. So I'm like, okay, I play all that for three and a half minutes, you know, because I don't have Pro Tools. I'm just in a Tascam. And then I get on the Triton. I'm like going crazy. Like every single sound that I found, I stopped. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then one was like a weird clap. And then there was like some crazy horns from the Roland, you know, thing. Then I was like, okay, I need guitar. And I got the wah-wah and just played wah. And then I'm like, okay, this sounds really great. There's so much going on, but it was working. It was like, oh, this is so much fun. Upbeat. And I just grabbed, I had a bullet microphone and bullet microphone for you guys. So, you know, is a, a harmonica microphone. So green bullet. Yeah. So I'm like, what am I going to say? And, I'm, and I was just like, I'm going to think of every cliche possible. I'm coming up. So you better get this part of stuff. And then I just, the words just showed up, you know, and then I did go back after I laid a vocal down. And then I started writing down what I was saying. Cause I was just saying so much craziness and then I made it make sense. And then I just laid down the vocal and I was laughing cause I knew it was a hit. I was just like, this is so awesome because I didn't think at all to me. I was just playing and having fun. I wasn't trying to write a song. I was just trying to understand what this equipment did. 
And then literally a week later, get a phone call from this girl, Pink, and saying, you know, I love you, blah, blah, blah. I want you to sing on my record or write a song with me. I called her and I said, hey, do you have the right Linda Perry? Because I'm really not hip. <laughs> at all, you know, and I saw a video of her with the pink hair and the bling bling. And I'm like, you know, I'm not hip. Uh, you might have the wrong Linda Perry. And she's like, started laughing. She's like, are you Linda Perry that was in Four Non Blondes? I'm like, yeah. The one that wrote Dear Mr. President? Yeah. The one that wrote What's Up? I'm like, yeah. She's like, I have the right Linda Perry. And I'm like, okay, weird. And so I went and met her and we just got along so well. And then I left her with Get the Party Star. I said, hey, I just wrote this song. I don't know if you're interested, but here, and I gave her an MP3 of it. And then she called me probably three or four days later. And Ellie Reed said, it looks like we have our first single. And then that's kind of how we started. And then she came here to my house. We just wrote like 15 or 16 songs and eight of them ended up on the album. Wow. Alicia, you call her. Alicia. Alicia. Most of us and my listeners know her as Pink. Yeah, I know. It, it was super hard to call. I never could call her Pink, and she you know, was fine with that. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to be able to call you Pink. And, and you've had amazing collaboration. So uh, Yeah, but we had a really good time together, and it was fun. And all of that was just very experimental on my part. And I just was like, I don't understand you know, what you're doing. I don't get the white chick singing this bling bling stuff with the pink hair. It doesn't make any sense to me. And she's like, well, that's not what I started out wanting to do. I ended up that way. And, and I asked her to bring me her CD collection. I'm like, I'm just curious. So she brought me her CD collection the next day. And it was Aerosmith, Aretha Franklin, Janis Joplin, Billy Joel, Patti Smith, the Beach Boys, the Beatles, Stevie Wonder, it was all this very cool music. And I said, how the fuck are you singing about bling bling and ching ching and most girls? Yeah, I don't get it. Your taste is very soulful. So I operated from that. So everything that we wrote, again, was me making her ad lib, just find out who she is and what she wants to do. And it was really fun doing that record because it was so not my style at all. You know, like some of the things that were going on was just like me kind of experimenting too. So I think that's what made it a really good collaboration. And I think, Hey man, that's what makes you a great songwriter is like, you have to get out of your own shit all the time. You know, you have to, a great collaborator, a great songwriter, isn't just simply writing songs for yourself. You're trying to put yourself out there to be open to what is going on in the world. Where do I see, you know, what do I want to do? What's my vision? How do I want to convey my messages? And again, you can be like a Dr. Luke or, you know, those guys that just <laughs> poop out the same format <laughs> over and over, the same tempo, the same staticky noise, you know, over and over and over. And those guys are killing it. And that's great. I'm really happy for people that can create like that. I just don't know how to just release things that have no purpose. Was that your first time writing a song for someone else's voice, for someone else's instrument? I didn't write the song, no. I, you wrote I, that for yourself? or I No, I didn't write it for myself. I just wrote it. And I didn't think about it. That's what I'm saying. You can't edit yourself. What will happen is we can be in the middle of a song and be like, Every night I'm waiting up and I thank you all. Mm, I'm going to change it. Falling through the cracks one day, but I don't know what to do. Mm. 
No, I think I like the other version. Every night I'm waiting. And then we just go back and forth doubting what we're doing. So that's the editor and that editor fucks everything up. And like, and then you'll go, what, what is this for? This sounds like more of a dude song. Just write the song. You know, the song is coming to you for a reason and it might not be for you. So I think that's where we have to really step outside of ourselves because not everything we write is for us. It might be for some guy that you're going to meet two weeks from now. And he's going to go out, Hey, I love your vibe. Do you have any songs? And you're going to fuck. Yeah. I just wrote this weird song. That sounds like an old country guy. And you're an old country guy. I'm not, it's perfect for you. You know? So out of all the songs you've written that are either on the shelf or maybe were recorded, if you could pick a voice to record one of them, what would be the dream voice and the dream song that you've written to see recorded? Honestly, I don't mean to be a dickhead. No, it's all right. I'm only right now. I'm in the here now. I, I don't I don't work that way. I am constantly like I don't work with what is not here. Yeah, would I love to work with Madonna, but I don't have a song for Madonna because I need to be in the room with her. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I can write songs all the time, but I don't know where these songs are going until the world presents to me the vessel that these songs are gonna be spoken through. <laughs> 